Hello, welcome to God Day, and may God give you a blessed day today. Uh, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and today I want to share a message with you about the raising of Lazarus. Those wonderful, that wonderful moment when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, and uh, this resurrection after four days, and what it means for us today. One of the great miracles of Jesus, where he confirmed that he is the resurrection and the life. So this is actually uh, one of the major signs in the Gospel of John, John chapter 11. And uh, the resurrection from the dead shows that Jesus has the victory over our greatest enemy. I mean, whatever you're facing, whatever problems you have, the greatest enemy, as it were, is death. And so through Jesus demonstrating that he has the power of death, that over death, uh, that means God can do anything. There is no problem, there is no difficulty that, that he cannot overcome in your life because he's the God who raises the dead. So whatever you're facing right now, remember you believe in the God who raises the dead. There is nothing too difficult for him. He can turn your financial problem around. He can turn your sickness problem around. You, he can turn that depression problem around because he's the God that raises the dead. Praise God. So let's go to John 11 and let's pick up the story at verse 17 where it says that Jesus came to Bethany and he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. So now this is remarkable. It's one thing to raise somebody from the dead after a few minutes. It's another thing after four days. And uh, this would be one of the messianic miracles that uh, this had never been done before, except of course in the situation of Jonah, who was raised after three days, three nights. Jonah, this was called the sign of Jonah. And this would be one of the validating miracles that would prove that the, the person who did it was the Messiah. It was a messianic miracle. Only the Messiah could do such a thing. And so Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, it says, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. And then Martha, uh, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, came and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. And then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And so she was, these are words of disappointment. Uh, if only Jesus had been there. She, she had faith that Jesus could have healed him. But what about raising him from the dead, especially after four days? She wasn't really sure about that. But she then says in verse 22, but even now, he says, even after four days, see her faith. I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So she, she even has the hope for Lazarus's resurrection. And in verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. He is declaring he's, he's going to raise Lazarus. And uh, Martha wants more clarification. In verse 24, she says, well, I, I know that he'll rise again uh, uh, in the resurrection of the last day. Is that what you're talking about, Jesus? And then Jesus made this outstanding claim that only really the Son of God could, could make. And he said to her, 
verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. That is awesome. These are the triumphant words of Christ, who has the final authority over life and death. He's saying, oh, I'm not just talking about the distant future. I am, I am the God of the eternal now. I am here. The resurrection and life is here right now. And Lazarus won't have to wait till the last day. Just believe in me. This, this is a key claim of Jesus, and he's going to prove this claim because it's a general claim for all mankind. But he's going to prove his claim that he's the resurrection of life by raising up Lazarus from the dead. And so he is declaring this to all of us throughout time, that Jesus and Jesus alone is the resurrection and the life. It's a claim to deity. And he says, I am your resurrection, I am your life, if you will believe in me. And so this is a sign. All the signs of Jesus were done to show what he will do for you if you believe in him. It's a demonstration of his power. And so praise God, he's our resurrection and he's our life. Praise God. And so I love the I am. Basically, many of us believe in the God of the past who did great things in the past and, and the God of the future. He will do great things in the future. But do we believe in the God, the now God? I am the resurrection and the life. He's here right now to give you life and resurrection power in your life right now. Praise God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when he says, I am the, the he's talking on two levels here. When he says, I am the resurrection, this refers to our future physical resurrection from physical death. So he's making the promise here, I will raise you. I will give you a glorious resurrection if you believe in me. But he also said, I am the life. And this refers to our spiritual resurrection from spiritual death. See, the spiritual and the natural are in parallel here. And so this speaks of the new birth. Jesus is saying, we will, if we receive him, we will receive his eternal life into our spirits. We'll be born again and we will have his life in us, eternal life. And we will never die spiritually. So Jesus is giving a double promise here, spiritual and physical resurrection. And Lazarus in this story is a picture of all men, all of us, hopeless and helpless under the power of spiritual and physical death. We can't do anything to save ourselves from that. But Jesus declares himself to be our savior from death on all levels, praise God. And the resurrection of Lazarus is a sign and a proof to us that Jesus will raise us from spiritual and physical death. He claims to be the life and the resurrection. And now he explains this claim a bit more in verse 25. He says, I am the resurrection. And that is clarified in verse 25 because he says, he who believes in me, though he may die, though he may die physically, he shall live physically. You see, that's what he means. He will, even though you die, you will have a resurrection. I am the resurrection, you see. And um, again, the sign that he did for Lazarus is a demonstration of what he'll do for all of us if we believe in him. And then secondly, he says, I am the life. And that's further explained in verse 26. He says, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? 
In other words, while you're alive, you have the opportunity to put your faith in Christ. When you die, it's too late. But he who lives and believes in me, puts his trust in me, shall never die. And this is not talking about physical death, because we will die if, you know, the Lord tarries. But it's saying spiritually we will never die. We will receive eternal life, and our spirit now will never die. And this is a proof that when we die, we don't cease to exist or we don't go into a coma because we have the eternal life of Jesus Christ in us. When we step out of our bodies, we will go to heaven and we will be a fully alive. Hallelujah. We will never die. And he's, that's what he's talking about spiritually. Praise God. And so both of these benefits are for those who believe in Jesus, our future resurrection and our life right now born again, made spiritually alive. And so this uh, is, when we receive Christ, we receive his eternal life into our spirits. We become born again. That's awesome. So really what Jesus is saying is, you'll never die. You'll be born again. Your spirit will be changed from death to life. You were dead in your sins, but now, if you've accepted Jesus, you're made alive. And you are, uh, and you will never die. Your spirit will live forever, for you will have eternal life, the life of God inside you. And it will never grow old or grow weak. It's a life that renews itself constantly in the power of God. You will never die, but you will go from glory to glory. And so basically what Jesus was saying is, whoever believes in me will experience me as the resurrection and the life. Though he's spiritually dead, I will give him eternal spiritual life and he will never die. And if he dies physically, I will raise him up again physically. In other words, Jesus is declaring himself to be the Lord over both physical and spiritual death. Hallelujah. In fact, that's the greater victory is over the spiritual death that came in because of sin. But because Jesus took our sin on the cross, he won the victory over spiritual death. And that's the worst one, because eventually that would lead us into hell and eternal death. But the main victory is over spiritual death, but also that's going to be manifested in our physical resurrection too. But we've got these two aspects are in parallel. You know, we see the exact same parallel in John chapter 5, verse 24 and 25, he talks about the spiritual resurrection first. He says, John 5, 24, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. Right now we receive the life of God in us. We have everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Praise God. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead, and that's talking the spiritually dead, will hear the voice of the Son of God. That's Jesus speaking to you through the gospel. You hear his voice, and it says, and those who hear will live. Praise God. That's spiritual life. And then a couple of verses later, in verse 28, he talks about physical resurrection. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear. In other words, those who physically died, they will hear his voice and come forth. Those who've done good to the resurrection of life, those who've done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So notice in each case, it's, it's through the voice. 
as he's going to speak to Lazarus and say, Lazarus, come forth out of death into life. He's gonna, he speaks to us, first of all, through the gospel and says, Derek, come forth out of death into life and we are born again. And then if we die, then he will also one day speak and they will, we will hear his voice as he says to us, come alive in, in your body and we will receive a glorious resurrection. And so Lazarus's resurrection is a picture of this twofold resurrection, spiritually and naturally. And Jesus said to her, do you believe this? You see, our faith is important. It's important. He wants us to believe that he's the Lord of life and the conqueror of death and that he gives us victory over death. Um, he, he wants, we must put our trust in him. These signs are for those who believe. At the end of John's gospel, he says, the purpose of the gospel is that he, uh, these signs, that if we believe in him through these signs, then we will receive life through believing in his name. Verse 27, uh, Martha responds and says, Lord, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who will come, who should come into the world. And now Martha is in faith, actually, and we'll find out later that Martha actually, um, uh, he tells Martha as well, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. You will see the manifestation of the power of God. So she says she believed. Then she calls her sister Mary, and uh, brings Mary into the situation, who is also grieving. And, um, and then Mary says the same thing. Lord, if you'd been here, my, my uh, brother would not have died. And, uh, but then Jesus goes into action in verse 33. And we see his emotion. It says, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he groaned. Uh, in the spirit and troubled himself. And the word for groan here is used for the snorting of a horse. This is a groan of indignation. This is indignation against the enemy of God. God loves us and he is angry against the fact that we are now, because of sin, we are under the power of this terrible enemy of death. And so, as it were, he is preparing himself for battle. He's stirring himself for, for action. He's moving into intercession to, to overcome the power of death that is destroying mankind uh, because death is an enemy. We were designed to live forever and now he's coming against um, the one who had the power of death, that is, the devil. And, um, and so he says, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And then it says, Jesus wept. And they responded, say, oh, look how much he loved him. You see, they thought Jesus didn't love Lazarus because he waited four days to get there. But actually, of course, we know he did. Real faith is tested, you see, when it looks like God doesn't care. But he does, because the greater glory would come through this resurrection after four days. But this weeping shows that, yes, Jesus, he was angry against sin and he's angry against death, but he loved Lazarus. He loves us and he weeps because of our sad condition in sin and death. But he's, he's also going to do something about it. Praise God. 
And so therefore it says, Jesus again groaning in himself comes to the grave and it was a grave with a stone laid across the entrance. And in verse 39, Jesus said, take away the stone. Notice that in the God's miracles, often man has a part to play. They had to move the stone. If they wouldn't have moved the stone, even if Lazarus would have risen, he couldn't have got out of there. So God often asks for our obedience to in the middle of a miracle. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he's been dead four days. So her faith was already wavering a bit, um, uh, you know, uh, because it's easy when you focus on the natural, when you get away from the word of, of Jesus, it's easy for unbelief to slip in. And so Jesus reminds him of his promise to Martha. He says, verse 40, Martha, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? That was his promise to her earlier. And so he brings her back to his word. You know, when unbelief gets in, we just have to come back to the word of God and focus on the word of God, and that will cleanse our heart of this unbelief. He says, if, just believe, Martha, you will see the glory of God today. And, um, and then, he, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I love that. He's, notice he's looking to heaven. He's looking above the problems, above the natural, above the crowd, above the unbelief. He's making it clear he's looking to God as the source. In fact, he'd already prayed and settled the outcome with God. He knew that God had heard him and that he had received the answer uh, to his prayer. And that's a pattern for us. You know, the real victories are won in the prayer closet. Um, that's where we receive the answer and then we walk it out in our life. And so Jesus didn't do things by random. He first prayed prayed it between him and the Father. He received the answer in prayer and then he acted out in obedience. And uh, our real life is proceeds from God in prayer. And so that's why Jesus could say, I thank you, before the miracle even happened, because he knew he had it in his heart, in his faith. And, and the Bible says, whatsoever things we desire, when we pray, believe that we receive them, and we will have them. And so he also is giving the glory to his Father. You see, if he just um, raised Lazarus from the dead, all the glory would go to him. But he is acknowledging, actually, he's doing it as the Father's representative. He's doing it in obedience to the Father. And so by raising Lazarus from the dead and giving the Father glory, he's making it clear that he is doing this as the Father's representative. He's giving glory to the Father. And he says that in verse 42, I know that you hear me always. But because of the people that stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you've sent me. In other words, he wanted them to believe that this was God doing it through him, that he was working with God so that they would put their trust in God and give the glory in God. And so then once he had done that, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. I love that. Verse 43. He had received the answer in his spirit, but how do you bring forth that which is in the spirit into the natural? And the primary way you do that, it, well, you do it by your obedience to God, but the primary way you do it is by speaking the word. 
um, the word of faith. That's how God created the universe. He, he had it in his heart and then he spoke it with his mouth. It says that a good man brings forth good things into reality, into manifestation from the good treasure in his heart. How? By the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. That's how you bring it forth. And so now Jesus calls the answer forth. Lazarus, come forth. We have authority through our human bodies in this world realm to be the, a channel for God's power and we have to speak God's word to allow that power to flow. And so he said, Lazarus, come forth. Praise God. And um, as he did that, you, amazing thing took place. As, as many of people will have uh, pointed out, had he not limited it to Lazarus, it, there might have been thousands of people coming forth out of their grave. But he, um, you know, at that time, he spoke with great authority. Literally, it is Lazarus come out. And he was actually commanding his soul. His soul was in paradise, in Hades, under the earth, where the, the Old Testament, where the dead people went. And so he called and as he did, his words went down into paradise and he called Lazarus to come out of Hades. And this is a picture of what will happen uh, when the dead come out of their graves. Um, now, you can imagine Lazarus would have been in the grave for four days and he would have met all the other Old Testament saints. And he would have told them, hey, the Messiah is come. He's on the earth. I've seen him do all the miracles that was prophesied. He, he is the son of God. And uh, I, I'm, I was his friend. And so everyone in paradise would have had a great expectation that the, the promised Messiah is going to deliver them from Hades at any time. And then suddenly on this fourth day, this booming voice went down into paradise saying, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus said, sorry, guys, I've got to go right now. He's calling me. And this would be a the, final, the miracle that would have proved to them that the Messiah was there. And all paradise would have been in great expectation. Uh, and it would only be a few months later that Jesus himself would, would come and rise from the dead, would go to paradise. And, uh, and so G Lazarus... Um, soul came back into his body and his body was also resurrected. So in a, in a way, um, praise God, he, he, he then was filled with life. He was healed of whatever sickness he had. It says in verse 44, he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. So somehow he was supernaturally propelled to the entrance of the grave. And um, we've been to Lazarus's tomb in, in Bethany, and uh, it's um, uh, worth, worth seeing. And his face was wrapped with a cloth, and Jesus said, loose him and let him go. And so this is a picture that we, we, of our own resurrection, praise God. And it's a picture of our spiritual resurrection. As I said, Jesus is the life. And when we hear the gospel, we hear the voice of Jesus coming into our spirit, saying, um, calling us forth out of darkness into the light. Um, he who believes in me, though he, sorry, whoever lives and believes in me will never die, Jesus said. And so Lazarus in the grave is a picture of all mankind dead in their sins. 
helpless, hopeless to save ourselves. And then he called us by name through the gospel. He said to each one of us, he spoke into our spirits, come forth out of sin, out of death, out of the kingdom of darkness, and come alive in me. And when we received his word, praise God, that word had the power to set us free. We came out of spiritual death into spiritual life. We were born again. Hallelujah. And um, we came from the darkness into the light. And that's, that happened by the power of his word that he spoke into us through the gospel. As 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, as God commanded light to shine out of darkness, has, that's at creation. God said, light be into the darkness. And there was light. God has shone that light into our hearts to, through the gospel to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And when you received the gospel, you received that word. You, your spirit changed from darkness to light. You were born again. Praise God. You were made alive in Christ. Hallelujah. And the four day, these four days of Lazarus were a prophetic of 4,000 years. You see, Lazarus represents all mankind who died spiritually in Adam. For 4,000 years, for four days from Adam, man lay in spiritual death. But after, four, after the four days, at the end of the four days, Jesus came in God's perfect timing and defeated spiritual death and physical death through his death and resurrection. All who believe in him are raised to spiritual life and our physical resurrection is also guaranteed. So Lazarus is a picture of mankind dead in sins for four days, 4,000 years, without hope, raised to new life by the personal appearance and life-giving word of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a great sign it is. That what it means to us that we he is our resurrection. He is our life. Hallelujah. And another interesting thing is that he said then, loose him and let him go. And even when believers are born again, they can still be covered with the grave clothes of their old habits, their old thinking patterns. They're like the grave clothes. They're, they're like the, they were spiritually dead. And so they, they were dressed accordingly in the manner of their life, in the manner of their thinking. That's like the grave clothes that belong to their previous life. And Jesus didn't unwrap them. He told the other, the friends and the family to loose him and let him go. In other words, take off those wrappings so that he can wear the new clothes. And in the same way, we have a ministry for new believers to take off, to help them take off those, those clothes of death, those old ways, so they can put on the, the, the garments of praise, the garments of holiness, the garments of righteousness to live a life that is pleasing to God. Take off the clothes of the kingdom of darkness and put on the clothes, the armor of light, praise God, and enjoy your new life in Christ. We need to see ourselves in the miracle of Lazarus. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Put your trust in him. He will not disappoint you. He is the, the resurrection and the life. Put your trust in him and he will deliver you from spiritual death and make you spiritually alive 
with the life of God, with the eternal life of God. And on top of that, you will also receive an awesome, glorious, physical resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for being our resurrection and for being our life. Thank you, Lord, that you are true to your word. You proved it, and you're going to prove it in our lives too. God bless you. Thank you.